Dueling Genre Productions presents... Oh my God, do you see that? When a freak accident strikes McKinney City, ordinary citizens are given amazing abilities. I can move things with my mind. Oh my God, I'm flying. I can fly. I can teleport and I can fly. Super senses. What, like Daredevil? We are just playing fast and loose with this whole science thing today, aren't we? Now, there are villains. Billy, when you have an arch nemesis, do you just kill them immediately? No. You tie the ropes just loose enough so that they can keep escaping. That way, when you finally do win the day, you can sleep well knowing that you rose to the challenge. Your brain works differently than other people's, doesn't it? And heroes. Leah Markowitz, Gwendolyn Allen, Jeffrey Gibson, Lindy Gibson, Simon Holt, Splendid, you're all here. I'm going to make you all into superheroes. Screw it. Let's go save the day. The Powerful. After I drain everyone here, McKinney City will be mine. I'm going to show this whole city what real passion truly is. And the underdogs. You're all imagining me as a singing, dancing chipmunk right now, aren't you? The people in that store need help, and we can help them in a way no one else can. We have great power, which means they're our responsibility. I mean, Jesus, what's the point of having five freaking Spider-Man movies if we can't even learn to do that? Geek by Night, an original podcast series about five friends running a comic book store with superpowers. You're really going to keep running a comic book shop while trying to be superheroes? It might not always be easy, but I think the world could use a few more underdogs. Available at DuelingGenre.com and podcast apps everywhere. Dueling Genre. Oh, more, more, more diary antics. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a pen and, it's a pen and paper adventure, just like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that's fine. I'm into that. <laughs> Victoria and I have been talking a lot about Dungeons and Dragons lately. She gave me a d20. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> a Harry Potter themed Dungeons and Dragon would be. I mentioned there's Harry Potter RPG games. There's gotta be. There's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. They have that like mobile game that's supposed to be coming. The fun thing about that though would be like doing a just a wizarding world one and just not Yeah. Not even make (gasps) it necessarily Hogwarts, just be like anything. You're in the wizarding world. Yeah. That's that's what would make that fun. Uh, I hope that's a thing. If that's not a thing, that needs to be a thing. That needs to be a thing. Yeah. God, there's enough, like, creatures. Do do the thing. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. That would be fun. Oh, I'm so... My brain is just, like, stirring up all sorts of ideas. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) If if there is one, maybe uh, maybe you should get some people together and you could make it, like, a a Patreon thing where you guys play that. that game and just do, like, an ongoing thing where you, like, play an hour of it or something. Every once in a while. I would be super into this. You'd probably make a good Dungeon Master, Gary. I've thought a lot about it, but I've never played Dungeons & Dragons. So, like, I feel like I would want to, like, have some experience playing some stuff first. Mm -hmm. But, yes, I would love. I would love. (laughs) But, yes, I Uh, would be a good Dungeon Master. (laughs) I would love to to do it. I don't think that I'm not trying to, like. He's like, I'm so glad that you noticed uh, my awesomeness. Hey, here we go. After reading a bunch of... Oh, that just looks like something someone else made up. Mm. No. I was looking... There's a bunch of, like, things that point to RPG, like, video games and then talking about the mobile game that's supposed to be coming. Mm. And then someone has a PDF that they've uploaded that says Harry Potter RPG Core Rulebook. But I think that this is just, like, a fan-made thing. Oh. 
Didn't I last time I was on? I I suggested something that should exist and doesn't, which is the the Harry Potter Telltale game. And I know I would play the. Oh, no, it's because it's because we talked about we talked about Draco. We'll remember this, <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> yes, right. we did. Yeah, I would see that's man. Joe needs to get a little looser with her uh, with her licensing. Wow, yeah. this guy. I don't know if this is a fan made thing or not, but like. This document's 163 pages. Yeah, that sounds about right for a for a Which I'm manual. now I kind of want to poke through it because it looks like it's more fully fleshed out than I expected it to be. Mm. So that could be fun. Ooh. <laughs> it could I'm be. I'm going to save this for later. <laughs> Mischief cool. managed. Perfect. <laughs> we, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. good. I was gonna. I'm just gonna start over. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Minutes, the fan podcast that's overanalyzing the Harry Potter movies one, <laughs> one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Trey Cope. And we have Scott Corelli joining us once again. Welcome back, Scott. Thanks for having me back, guys. Thanks for being here. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, today's another kind of slow one. I'm more excited about the rest of this week, but I have some questions for this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, today we're talking about minute 102, which starts with, yes, <laughs> the answer to Harry's question yesterday. And it ends with uh, with Harry in the 40s. Sort of. Mm-hmm. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. So Harry asked the diary yesterday uh, if, Tom, if Tom Riddle knows anything about the Chamber of Secrets. And he just answers, yes. With like a period, which I really like because it's so just like, it's Harry's being direct and it's just responding in that same directness. Yes. Oh, no, there is no period. Boo, I thought there was. I wrote it that way. Is no period? Now I'm going to check. <laughs> so Harry writes another question. Can you tell me? And it just says, no. no there's no period. No, no period. <laughs> Boo. I wanted the punctuation marks. I wrote them that way in my notebook. Aww. I feel like it's more punchy because Harry was being so like, it's poor, just like yes. Poor Gary and his no. grammar. I guess yeah. so. It's, it's Tom's diary. He can write it how he wants. Yeah, he just right? says no. And then Harry leans back, all frustrated. <laughs> he looks oh. so like, uh, like exactly. He looks like so no. like irritated. This is the only thing I wanted this diary for. Like he could, he could have just closed it right then and wouldn't have even known. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'll show you. He, I, nothing. It just would have ended. Everything yep. would have been fine. I keep Roll waiting credits. for uh, for Tom Riddle to say something from like a magic eight ball. Like all signs point <laughs> to yes. All signs point to yes. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> Maybe someday. Just, just vague. <laughs> uh, can you tell me about it? Maybe someday. Maybe someday. <laughs> the book closes itself. <laughs> it's just done. Slap. Uh, I just, it's interesting to me, like, it's, so Voldemort's soul is inhabiting this diary. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
consciously making ink, like, text appear on the page. He's, like, flipping his own pages. Like, how much... Control? Yeah. Over the diary does he have? Uh, is it like being... Like, what is it like? What is the sensation of, like, you're the, you are this piece of soul, and your entire existence is just the pages of this book? Like, well, how much control? We watch it flip its own pages yeah. and, like, slam shut later on, but, like, yeah. could it have done that when it was, like, in Ginny's Cauldron and Diagon Alley? Like, would it have done that in, like, Lucius Malfoy's hand? Like, is it responding to Harry? No, it's been talking to Ginny, too, right? Yeah, for, like, a while now, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I I I also think that it needs the ink to communicate because like I think it's, it's it's like absorbing it and then redispersing. Right. It. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. Um, but then where does it go when it fades the second time? Like when his responses fade away, the mm. ink just he can't reuse it. Look, I don't have all the answers. Um, <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> it's magic. That's how. You shoo away all plot holes, right? In this? Yep, pretty it's much. Magic. It's magic. It's fine. <laughs> no, but that's become so dissatisfying to me because the magic doesn't even always make sense. I'm just like, uh, but I want it to. Yeah. But I can show you. I can show you. I, I just I love. I can show you weird. the past. I love. Oh my gosh. I love Harry's face when he reads that, where he's just like, what? The, what does that mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. Are you, is this thing gonna start like, drawing pictures for me? <laughs> just like, uh, no. I and then it's it's next line drives me crazy. <laughs> the next line is, "Let me take you back fifty years ago," and it sounds like the beginning of like like you said off mic, Victoria, like a theater piece or something. Yeah, like some some kid is in the corner holding like a book in front of him with the curtains down. Let me take you back. And like and then the fifty opens years up, ago, and it's like the forties in London. <laughs> There's like a little trolley that goes by, and yeah, exactly. It's cute. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it is very like it is. It is really theatrical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, another uh, really fun detail that I I really like a lot. We only get like a little, little bit of a glimpse of it in this uh, in this minute. Yeah. We get more of it tomorrow, but then we don't we don't get the other thing in uh, in tomorrow. So I'm going to talk about it now. But okay. I love the fact that the the past is sepia tone because that's the color of the paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. I He's love like in that. The notebook. Yeah, it's super interesting. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's great. The 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 pages flip and the the date appears June thirteenth. Why do the pages and, uh, need to flip? Here's my guess. <laughs> my guess is that when when Tom was before this was a Horcrux when this was just Tom Riddle's diary, uh, he was actually writing in it. And this page, June 13th, was the date that this thing happened. Like, this was the page that he wrote about whatever happened that night. Oh. And so, like, it's flipping forward to, like, well, here's the date where the where the death happened. But that's also really interesting because that means that this is also the date that this thing was created. It's probably the last time that, Vol- that, that Tom wrote in it. Oh. Yeah, most likely. I would think so. Because mm. now it's like a piece of him. Right. I don't know. But that's my that was always my guess. But I don't know if I like the way that this like transition into the diary happens. Victoria, you said earlier that it's very like pensive like. Yeah, like he literally went into like this is almost like a memory, except for Well, in the book 
in the book they also describe it as him like falling into the pages and i think in yeah. the illustrated edition they have this really psychedelic like oh, awesome. picture of him like tumbling through the pages mm-hmm. um but here it's just this this reminds me so much of the scar transition from the first movie oh, we it had does. at the very beginning. The the light opens up and it gets really, really bright. And then mm-hmm. we have this flash and it's just like we're somewhere else. Well, well he's gone. Same we director. actually get to see the empty chair. But yeah, it, 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 it reminds me a lot of that. Yeah. Now that uh now that we're talking about it. Yeah. It's interesting because it's there there are reasons why this isn't quite the same. <laughs> a spell as a, as a pensive, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that Harry appears somewhere where Tom isn't and has to like walk over to him. Um, yeah. Kind of tells you well, that it's not quite the same kind of thing. Cause it's like, it's like a weird, uh, you know, fully dimensionized uh, building that yeah. Harry can just walk around in. Well, I don't think that he can walk around the entire... It, it's weird. This is deceptive because in the movie, we see like the hallway that he's standing in before he comes up to where Tom's going to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure in the book, they describe that like as Tom walks away, like down the hallway, the features of the the space that he's not occupying start to fade. Oh... Man, so I would have like, liked to have seen that. Yeah, I think I think that that would have been a lot more um, effective in conveying that this is, this still is strictly Tom's memory, and yeah. it's not he's not he's not like uh, Ghost of Christmas Past style, like visiting the past and is able to like walk around and experience like all of it. It's right. just you're here with this one character, which I think is. I think it work. It, I think in in that case, in the book case, it works a lot like the pensive does because like when Harry manifests in the pensive with like Dumbledore at the hearing, he he appears right at Dumbledore's side, mm-hmm. right? And it's a similar sort of thing. No one there sees him, but he's there, and and like they're both it's memories in both ways, but right. The experience of it is different. Yeah, if if it had played out sort of like um. Uh, you know, like uh, like the memories uh sort of crumbling in Eternal Sunshine. Um, yeah that would have been that would have been like a cool way like when you know tom walks away and then harry's just like well i'm standing here and then things start falling apart and he's like never mind mm-hmm. no i'm not um yep, yep that would be cool gonna follow after this guy instead i guess yeah yep. man michelle gondry would have directed a great harry potter movie i just realized that oh that would have been cool i've been <laughs> so into that anyway um yeah I uh, I don't I don't know I don't know do we like uh, you know taking taking um, I don't know the cotton continuity problems for granted let's just yes. let's just t- set those aside I- is this is that what this is is this is this supposed to be sort of a precursor to a pensive is this like a like a permanent pensive or something because it's. Mm. Because it's part of his soul, like his memories are in there too, and like the pensive is just a, just a, 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 a like a, I don't know, like a tool to use yeah. to view memories. But like if your soul is in this diary, like can it just show you memories? Is this just a power that uh, that wizards have that they can just um, share their memories with people? That's inter- It's interesting. I don't know. The thing is like. With the pensive, it seems that like anyone can use their wand to like, r- like pull a memory from their 
Mm-hmm. It's weird. They like. Pull oh it my out god! Our pet. Our uh, is, is that process like a little mini Horcrux? Is that what that is? I I don't know. It's like <laughs> it's weird because because I always viewed the memory as like a. Oh, weird! If someone removes them, if if you remove your memory to drop it in the pensieve, do you forget it? Oh, or Dumbledore makes it like sound a... like he's using it to like clear his head of things. Right. Um. Or is it just so that it's it easier? Like or is it just easier to view a memory like that rather than like try and think about it? Is that what he meant by that? Maybe I think that's the case. It's sort of like uh like closing a door on it. Yeah. I think that this is different in that well first of all like the process of creating a Horcus is a lot more um, sinister right you've got to like kill someone oh well yeah. I mean yeah obviously and, <laughs> and I think that like having that sliver of soul I think this I think that the thing is like it's more mm, this object is imbued with that piece of soul whereas mm. I the pensive is not like well contain, like, maintaining that like thing that you drop into. Well, okay. So then, so then here's my follow-up question. Maybe, maybe the Horcrux doesn't have anything to do with what's happening. I mean, it does in so much as like, it's flipping the pages and it's like pulling Harry into it. But, but is, is, is the reason that these pages are blank? Is it because it's just, it's, it's just like, instead of writing a journal, he just pulls out memories and just drops them in the book. Ooh, that's interesting. Huh. I don't know. I I don't. Hmm. <laughs> it's like mulligan around. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm like trying it on. I think. Uh. And it's sort of like you know, it, it's a thing where I mean, the thing with a journal, right, is that you're doing it as more of um. I don't know, like a like a personal exercise or whatever. You yeah. you are you are sort of like working things out. Like you're you're you know, how do I feel about these things that happened to me today? You yeah. know, um, it's it's like a, it's like a little mini you know book therapist. Um, and you're you're not necessarily writing it because you're wanting anyone to read it ever. Uh huh. Except for you, maybe like when you're older, you can look back at it and be embarrassed at it or whatever. But that's that's it. Like you're not you're not writing it for anyone but yourself. So if he's dropping his maybe he's dropping his memories in here because it's because of the things that he does, like the evil things that he does. He's taking mm. it out of his head and dropping it in a diary that no one can read but him. So it's almost like he's hiding the things that he says that he's done almost as if the diary itself is a chamber of secrets. <gasps> oh, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh god, that's fascinating. I I like that. I assumed that the reason there were no there was no text on the pa- well, actually I don't know. I assumed the reason that, that this thing that this diary could project images, project memories to Harry is because it's containing that like that that piece of his soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that necessarily has to be connected or not to like what he was using the diary for before Myrtle's death. Right. I, I, my, my thought process is like that, that would work for Tom and Tom alone. Yeah. Whereas well, now that think... it's a Horcrux, the Horcrux can choose to pull Harry in. Well, I'm wondering if like, 
you, we know that the diary can communicate with with Ginny and was able to possess her, but we don't know if it like showed her anything like this. Right. Maybe this is something that's uniquely for Harry because he's also a Horcrux. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so they have that connection, and so he's mm. able to like share that memory with the other piece of but Wait, so then like does Tom does Tom know that Harry's a Horcrux? I don't I have a couple of different <laughs> theories. Like here. a sense? I, I don't know. Here's my thing is like I think that I think that Tom knows about Harry through what Ginny has probably written in the diary. I don't think that he like after oh, he was right. split from Voldemort, I don't think that he retained any memories of what Voldemort did in the future. Right. But I think that maybe, especially like once Harry's like in the diary, Harry later when he knows about the Horcruxes, he can kind of like sense them. He sort of hears the one in Bellatrix's vault when they go to Gringotts. It's like they're drawn to each other. Yeah. And so I think that maybe there's like something there that's responding where like neither of them really understand what the connection is. But there's like some there's something about this boy. <laughs> I don't right. know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I want to get more into like the connection between Harry and, and Tom tomorrow. I think. See, this is this is the thing about this movie. Like when I just watch the movie just as a whole, it's my it's easily my least favorite of the Same. Harry Potters. But God, there are so many cool little things in yeah. this that you're yeah. just like, what is that? And you just realize how good uh, Rowling was at mm-hmm. setting things up without doing it in such an overt way, you know, where it yeah. just feels like exposition for like stuff that's going to happen later. It, it, it always, man, she's just really good at introducing new elements in a really low key way. So it that makes me wonder how much, like how much of that, she had planned like from the get go or not. Like I knew that she had yeah. like a shape of what the stories that the seven to come were going to be. And I knew that she like, I, we all, we already had the, like had an understanding from the beginning that Harry and Voldemort have this like strange connection, mm-hmm. but it's, I don't know. We introduced the diary here and then we don't really introduce the idea of a Horcrux again until, until book six. So I, I think she definitely of... knew about the Horcruxes. I, I, I have no doubt that she knew about that. Maybe she didn't know about everything else, but I, I have no doubt that she knew about the Horcruxes. Like this was going to be, this is actually a piece of Voldemort. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And then I just, I keep coming back to this, like, what did Lucius know when he gave Ginny the diary? Yeah, that's something we always keep coming back to. Mm. Yeah. Because... We, uh, there's stuff in the book that's different from the conversation that, that they had with Draco in the Slytherin common room when they were using the Polyjuice potion. And Draco mentions that his father tells him just to, like, keep his head down and let the heir of Slytherin do its work. And, but I, I think that, like, like, he knows that he gave Ginny this thing, but I don't know if he knows what it was going to do or how much it was going to do or... Mm-hmm. Whether it would be a threat to his kid or not, like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have so many questions that we just don't have answers for. But I think I think we are burying the lead because I want to know why they're in school on the thirteenth of June. That's what I want to know. Yeah, I don't know when the semester ends. <laughs> That's so late. That's so late for the I end. I know of the they semester. start September first. You would think it'd be. Uh... Yeah, this is gonna. It's gotta be like if they're still in school. It's gotta be like the very end of the school year. Yeah. Thirteenth of June. 
It's yeah. like uh, it's like the Ferris Bueller problem all over again. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> Just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh I am checking. Oh, this isn't what I want. Hmm. I wanted a date. I was checking the Harry Potter lexicon to see if they had like a. They have an article about the school year at Hogwarts, but it doesn't say like what the actual like last day of classes is. Mm. Ooh. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna abandon that question. June does feel too late yeah. for them to still be here, but they're still here. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Unless oh, unless does Tom hang out like between be- between th- school years because he's a orphan or whatever. Um, I don't, I don't know. He's got... Is he like a ward of the school? Yeah. He has a comment that he makes in a couple of days, I think, about, um, he having nowhere to go, but I was under the impression that he had to go home over the summer, like, same as Harry. Yeah. Like, I don't, it doesn't seem to me that anyone stays at the castle other than maybe... So he goes back to an orphanage every summer. I guess. That's not nice. That's terrible. I, I mean, I do you think that Tom ever would have found, like, a foster family? Do you think he was, like, in and out of foster families? No way. I don't think How so. Is, yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't know. No. Maybe maybe by the time he was... I Honestly, I think by the time he was, like, this age, I think he's already working for Borgen and Burks. Maybe he's got somewhere in, like, Diagon Alley these days. He has an apartment above the store. I don't know. Because I think that that happens, like, not long. Either, like, here or, like, right after he graduates. Because I'm pretty sure he's 16 in these flashbacks. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. It says in uh, in the Harry Potter wiki that he... Uh, didn't want to return to the Muggle orphanage in which he was raised. Oh, um, so did after, they let him stay over? I don't know. Apparently, weird. Yeah, but but then but then well yeah well more things for later in the week I guess yeah, I don't want to we'll get, get too into it. <laughs> uh, oh, I only have one more question that I really want to ask about this particular minute, and that's we see when Harry disappears in the flash of light, the book closes itself up on the on the table in the common room. Mm-hmm. What would have happened if someone else picked up the diary? Nothing. But like when Harry, when the memory ends, would Harry just like pop out wherever the diary is now? Right. Some person's like messing with it now and they're just like, this is a weird, like there's no blank page. Oh my God. (laughs) What if they tie it shut? What if it was like, like shut, right? Or they put like another book on top of it so that it can't open. I don't think another book is heavy enough to... (laughs) To warn. <laughs> they use it are to you gonna prop up the leg of the table. Are you gonna sit there and put like Thor's hammer on it? And, like, it just doesn't open. And it doesn't. Now open. Harry's he's, trapped. He's in this trapped memory? in there now. I don't know. <laughs> You're t- level the table. Is that your saying? I think Harry, Harry's a big boy. I think he can lift a book off his head. Do uh, you think that this is <laughs> well? But I don't know. That makes it sound like it's like uh, like Newt coming out of his briefcase. But I don't right. know that he's necessarily like like pulling has himself agency. out like i think he just like appears back in the chair yeah i don't think that he's like responsible for like leaving it consciously well how, what happens when you go into a pensive don't you like kind of are you it's weird there uh, no, are I you going i don't into... think so i think when you're in a pensive you're like still standing there with your face in the water 
Okay. Because when he, when the pensive, <laughs> so, because when the pensive memory ends, he just stands up and his face is like. So what? He he's not just still sitting on the table. No, with we his saw face him disappear. We saw him disappear. That's true. Okay. I just. The, I think the, it's much. I love the idea of a bunch of wizards standing around a pensive, just bobbing up and down like one of those drinky birds. <laughs> It's like bobbing for apples. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, They're just no. everyone's face is just in the pensive. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. That would look very awkward if you walk into a room and there's like a bunch that's of people ha- are in a pensive. You just like slowly like back out backwards. <laughs> like, All right. I I don't want to. I don't want anything to do with whatever this is. <laughs> that would look so weird. I, I would, know. Like, I didn't think about it until you said it, like they it, like I, I mean I it dawned on me that that is an option is like oh they could just be standing there but like I well, it's weird picture it in your head Harry, is like, like oh that's Harry so weird puts his, Harry puts his face in the water and then he like you he gets the sensation that he's falling and then he lands at that like yeah that uh, Ministry of Magic hearing that's happening uh-huh. for Barty Crouch Jr. and when he leaves the memory, the memory sort of dissolves around him, right? Like, everyone and everything in it sort of, like, turns into these, like, puffs of smoke. And then he stands back up, like, just, like, in Dumbledore's office. Yeah, it's not like he's all wet all of a sudden. Yeah. That's <laughs> weird. That is weird. <laughs> I just I just love the idea of, um, you know, later in the, in the Wizarding World when, you know, it's sort of, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I guess maybe the the play just sort of took this away, but was wasn't the idea toward the end of the Harry Potter series that like the Muggle world and the Wizarding world were going to start sort of like working hand in hand a little bit more? Um, um, I don't like, know. I like there was a whole thing with the uh, with the uh, Prime Minister, right? Wasn't yeah, that- I remember. I think that's at the beginning of Half Blood. Prince. Maybe it's in the beginning of Deathly Hollows when the new the new Minister of Magic, Rufus Scridge Oh yeah, it's the end it's the beginning of six. Uh the new Minister of Magic, Rufus Scridgemauer, like is going to go uh he's like going to assume position, so Cornelius Fudge as he's leaving, like goes and meets the Prime Minister, the Muggle Prime Minister. But mm-hmm. I always got the impression that that was like the course of things, like, the Muggle Prime Minister and the Magical Prime Minister, like, have worked together. Like, the Statute of Secrecy is in place, but mm. the people that are in the know, like, people that are high up officials in the Muggle world, like, are privy to this information. Mm. And then if it... My guess is that, like, if they seem like they're going to spread the word or, like, blow the secret, then the Muggle... The wizards can just, like, obliviate this person. Like, it, you're fine. Right. Right. Like I would just, there? I, I, I just, I love the idea of like a muggle being in the room when someone goes in a pensive and they're just like, like <laughs> holding his like, breath. What is like, happening what? here? You guys, what's, like, what's, what's going I, on? What, I what have, is this? I have, I have a question later this week about like muggles in magical situations as well. So we'll, uh, we'll come back to this, I think. Okay. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, I think that was all I have for today. How do you guys mm-hmm. feel? Good, good. I, I like Harry's pajama bottoms. Oh, me too. They're striped. They're like yeah. white and red. And he's got his like little red sweater. Yeah, it's a good look. I I feel like he's got a lot of the same kind of sweater. Like anytime we see him in like at at night when he's like doing stuff when he's outside of his school robes, he's always got like these the same a sweater. Pa- it's always in the same pattern though. Like the way the 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 it's way it's sewn knit. together yeah well, weren't they all knitted by uh by mrs weasley not these ones it's weird they don't ever give harry a weasley sweater in the movies but oh. um 
she she always knits the their their initial on the front of it, so it would have an H on his. Oh, and right. I don't think we ever see Harry in a Weasley sweater. Mm-mm. I, I could be wrong, but I, can't I mean, think if of it would have been in the first one, if we if we did, I don't know. Maybe it just like unassumedly happens in like order I, the. Phoenix I think you something. don't see it, but I think Harry, uh, I think Ron, like makes a comment and like, oh, it looks like she made one you one for you too, or yeah, something yeah, because like I think he has one. Harry's like, what are you wearing? Yeah. <laughs> So I don't think we actually see him in it, but Which he does. But out. we know he gets it. Yeah, but these ones, these are all the same. He had one. I think this is the same thing. He actually, I think this might be the same like bed outfit that he was wearing when he found the mirror. Vera said he doesn't have a whole lot of clothes. You no. know, I mean, it's like no, one pair of jam- he has one pair of jammies, and that's all he has. Oh, I don't. They have to launder it every day. I don't like the kind of pajamas he's wearing, like, just personally. Like, like they look they look adorable on little 12-year-old Harry, but, like, the, like, long pajama bottoms, and then I'm sure he's got, like, it looks like he's got, like, a collared button-down pajama shirt. Yeah, you can see, it. you can see the cuff underneath the sweater uh-huh, when and he's you can riding. See, you can also see the, like, cuff around his neck, mm-hmm. and I just, I can't imagine that's, I don't, I don't feel like that's comfortable to sleep in. Uh, they are, they're comfortable. To each their own. Not my preference, but yeah, I guess Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, no, they're not going to, it's not going to look comfortable to you. You live in California. <laughs> That's true. It is very warm here. Yeah, it it's, I, I, I would venture a guess to say that Hogwarts is a little drafty. Probably. I've always assumed it's really cold. It's weird. We had that shot, I think about this time last year, Harry was sitting and looking out the window and, uh. He's like barefoot and he's got the window open and it's like snowy outside. I'm yeah. It's like, so cold. It's gotta be freezing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you think it's cold? Like, what? What is. What is the environment like in the diary Hogwarts? <laughs> is it still Does cold it and drafty? No, not AC, but like, would it. <laughs> Would it feel the same as it does in, like, the. Like, do you think walking around it feels like the real Hogwarts? I no, know. I bet you it does. Do you think it appears sepia-toned to Harry? Yes. Yeah. That's cool. Well, yeah, we're so heavy in Harry's perspective most of the time that that makes sense, but mm-hmm. that would be so disorienting. Well, can you imagine, yeah, looking around and being like, why does everything look washed out? Well, it looks like the diary, so I mm-hmm. guess it, I guess you can just it looks like parchment. accept it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I think I think Harry just stopped asking questions about magic a long time ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just kind of have to. You just kind of yeah. with it. He's yeah. like, you know what? If I keep asking questions, I'll never get anything done. Well, actually, uh, yeah, exactly. That's 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 so true because when when Harry gets confronted by by Hermione and Ron about talking to snakes, he's like, I bet loads of people can do it. Like, yeah, like, right. No, no yeah. that's not how this works, Harry. Yeah, no, he oh, just doesn't. Ask, he doesn't ask questions. It's, it's it's just magic. Yeah, Harry's not the brightest bulb. He would hate this show. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Aww. Why are they asking so many questions? It's what we do here. Just roll it's with it, we're guys. <laughs> I can't do that. That drives me nuts. Stop overanalyzing my life. That's that's what we're supposed. It's Harry Potter minute. <laughs> Let me live my life. We analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate Harry Potter. <laughs> Even if we can't answer those questions. No. <laughs> Be forever dissatisfied. Yeah, exactly. These unanswerable questions. Okay. Thank you, Scott, for joining us again for another minute. Of course. Uh, everybody, you can find Scott on DuelingGenre.com doing all of the things. So many things. Go check out all of the things. You can find us there as well. 
And uh, go find us on, on uh, Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review because that helps other people find the show. And then uh, you can come back tomorrow for minute 103 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Mischief, Mischief Managed. managed.